Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck Alright, welcome in to Lombardi's Legends I am Wags and with me as always is Dane Recording here on a Thursday night And Dane, we get to chat about our upcoming opponent here on Sunday Familiar foe not a divisional opponent, but one we've seen plenty of over the years in the regular season and in the playoffs. Uh, and we will see Russell Wilson coming to town with the Seattle Seahawks this week. So how are you feeling and how are you feeling about the team as we head into the weekend? You know, Wags, good question. Um, I feel pretty good about the, the, the Packers this week. I feel good about where the team's at. Uh, you know, I think that there's still a little bit of uncertainty about if we're going to see Aaron Rodgers this week at quarterback. That changes things dramatically, I think, obviously. Uh, uh, Russell Wilson coming back, you know, I, never rooting for guys to be hurt or staying out, but I mean, couldn't he have just waited one more week? Uh, to come back and play the Packers because Russell always seems to be, even in games where the Packers kind of handle the Seahawks, he's always just a challenging guy and we'll get into it with him. But, um, you know, overall, Wags, I feel pretty good about where we're at as a team. I'm glad that we didn't have to fly out to Seattle and that we're playing this game at home. It feels like we've played less home games this year than normal by this time of year. So it's going to be good to get some home cooking and I'm optimistic we can come out with a win this week. For sure. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. I, you touched on the big storyline. Will Rogers play? It seems like he will, provided he clears medical protocols. So mm-hmm. that's not a guarantee, especially given, uh, the diagnosis with COVID. Uh, he is going to have to be symptom free. He's going to have to test negative, all that stuff in order to, to be able to get cleared. It doesn't have, you know, three or four days to get cleared. It's just Saturday is uh, the only opportunity. So, um, and I guess Sunday morning, but that's really cutting it close. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And, uh, yeah, Shadid Kelly, thanks for the comment here. So folks, if you're joining us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, feel free to add your comments, thoughts, or questions on the team, uh, and this week's game. And we'll certainly try to incorporate them into the show as well. Um, Dane. Uh, some other news with the team. I think, uh, it's, it's with the Packers. It seems like it's an every week thing, but, um, uh, more directly contrib- uh, contributing to the on-field product is, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, David Bakhtiari is, uh, back from the, uh, pup list. Doesn't mean he's going to definitely play this Sunday, but it's, uh, definitely exciting. We, we expected that he would be activated, but officially on the 53-man roster. Um, so, Dane, what does that mean, do you think, for this team? And uh, if he is ready to go this week, um, how does that galvanize the team with a guy like David coming back potentially? I mean, he, he uh, I mean, he's all pro talent at left tackle. He totally stabilizes the offensive line as far as I'm concerned. It moves Elton Jenkins, who's phenomenal in his own right, back to either guard or potentially center while uh, Myers uh, remains out. And remember, Myers, our, our stud rookie center is currently out, expected to get him back at some point this season as well. But Bakhtiari stabilizes everything. It allows for us to put Elton Jenkins wherever the heck we feel like he makes the biggest difference. I think the, the breakdowns mostly this season, when there have been some for the offensive line, have been right up the gut 
right up the middle. Elton Jenkins would sure as heck help a lot with that, whether it's at center or at left guard. That seems to be his most preferred spot uh, from the coaching staff's perspective. And, and why not? And Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, left side of an offensive line is as good of a uh, left side in football. And I'll argue that point with any other fan base in the NFL. So I think that it would be huge, whether it's this week or in the weeks to follow. The Packers were up against it. They had to either activate him uh, this week on Wednesday. Otherwise, he was done for the year. They activated him. He was officially listed as a limited participant in practice today, Wags. So not sure if he'll be back quite yet, but it's clear that he's trending in the right direction. And I mean, what more can you say? All pro left tackle? I'm in. And Bakhtiari brings a nasty streak. He's definitely the leader of this offensive line as well. Just having him in the huddle during the games, seeing things out there from a communication standpoint with this offensive line as well. Can't say enough about what Bakhtiari brings to this offense. He brings a little bit more of a mean streak, I think, uh, on the offensive line as well. He plays nasty. So um, excited to get him back. I mean, uh, Wags, should he come back this week? Where do you think the Packers place Elton Jenkins for the time being? Yeah, that's a really good question. I I think I would expect him probably uh, to move in at guard. Uh, I don't know that we know exactly which side he's been on the, mm-hmm. the left side, but it's going to be interesting. I feel like in uh, Bakhtiari's absence, John Runyon Jr. has been the best guard yeah. uh, out there, and and Newman is had some ups and downs, and uh, he really, really struggled last week. Uh, so we'll see kind of where they uh, envision. Uh, do they move John Runyon over to right guard uh, and let uh, uh, Elton Jenkins go back to left guard and stay on the left side? Um, uh, you know, he's got some continuity in theory with David Bakhtiari, but those guys haven't been on the field much together in a while now. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, as much as... Uh, Elton Jenkins can play all five positions. He does have to move to another a new spot, so it's going to be interesting. And then, otherwise, maybe it's Lucas Patrick moving to right mm. guard, and you put Elton Jenkins in at center uh, and leave John Runyon Jr. alone and keep him where he's at. Um, or um, you know, maybe they want to give Newman some run yet. So there's options there, and I think that's that's the good thing. Is as you said, overall it stabilizes things. We're getting uh, arguably the best offensive lineman in football back. And yeah. uh, this offensive line, for the most part, has performed pretty well uh, this season without him. So I think we're going to be uh, much stronger up the middle with Elton Jenkins in the interior because uh, we've, we've been good some weeks and we've struggled some weeks. But uh, as much as David stabilizes things uh, for the line as a whole, Elton Jenkins really could stabilize things for the interior of the offensive line by moving back to one of those positions as well. Um, so, Dane, just kind of looking at, around at some other injury news, I think the Packers got some good news. Uh, Eric Stokes has been a limited participant in practice both on Wednesday and Thursday. Um, we had a full participation from Dean Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on a pitch count last week. Um, and uh, Kenny Clark was a limited participant in practice. I'm actually pleasantly surprised by that one. Doesn't guarantee that uh, any of those guys will play this week, but the fact that he was right back out there on the practice field on Wednesday and again today I think is a good sign that um, this this may not even be 
uh, a, a, a injury that he's going to miss any time. Um, so we'll see, but, um, I'm, I'm incredibly encouraged by that. And I think the Packers continue to get healthier and healthier. Yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, I'll tell you what, anytime I see the back injury stuff with Kenny and for him to pull out in that game, tight game, I mean, that's not like him, right? Obviously, he was feeling some discomfort last week, but if it is just a short-term thing, that's great. And frankly, anytime you hear about a young cornerback getting hurt in warm-ups with a knee issue, you know, I, I was pretty darn nervous during that football game about what's going on with Stokes. But if he's if he's looking good, I mean, it, 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 he will make this defense. Stokes, obviously, Kenny Clark is, is of the utmost importance, getting him back, controlling the line of scrimmage for this defense. He's been just so darn good this season. But if we're able to get Stokes back, uh, you know, even without Jair Alexander, to get he back with Razul and with Kevin King and with Shandon Sullivan, it gives the Packers a lot of options. Uh, it sounds like last week against the Chiefs, the plan was to have Razul Douglas, Stokes, and Kevin King kind of rotating outside in the perimeter and letting Shandon Sullivan play that slot role. Um, I would expect to see that and kind of go with the hot hand and see who's playing really good football uh, for, the, for the Packers. Should we be able to get uh, Stokes back? I don't expect them to rush him back. I'm not entirely sure what exactly happened with that knee, but if he's back and he's limited, I wouldn't be shocked to see him out there again on Sunday. And that would be welcome addition to me wags, especially against Russell Wilson, who we know can just sling it around the field. Yeah. And we'll get more into the Seahawks offense. They definitely have some weapons uh, to match up against us. So um, in other injury news, nothing major, but um, Coach LaFleur did acknowledge a little bit again today on Jair Alexander uh, and said that he's been around the facility basically the whole time. Uh, he's progressing, but said he's still a ways away. And mm -hmm. so I don't think that's a surprise. Um, not as pretty neutral as far as what Coach LaFleur is going to disclose there. But, um, you know, I, I think our read on that is uh, it's still – very much possibility that we see Jair, but I would expect him to be more like weeks plural away and maybe if not, you know, four to six weeks type deal, um, realistically. And maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, and then, uh, Zadaria Smith, um, actually almost sounds like he might be closer, uh, than uh, Jair is, um, the way that, uh, Coach LaFleur phrased it. Uh, yeah, still not, you know, again, someone that we're expecting back in a week or two. But uh, it almost sounds a little bit more encouraging for Zedarius to potentially be back uh, even sooner. Uh, and again, I might be misreading and parsing some words from Coach Floor, but um, so fairly neutral. But uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that since I know that uh, we've been starving for any news we can get on uh, their, their potential return as well. Does that surprise you on Zedarius Smith? I mean, I guess I, I was resigned to the fact that. We may not get Big Z back this season at all. So any kind of news that he could even potentially play, even if it's at the back end of of this season, would be talk about a massive boost if we're getting into a stretch run for a playoff run to get Zadarius Smith back, especially with how good Rashawn Gary's been. Preston Smith having a, a bit of a resurgence after a, I thought a bit of a down season last year, and Whitney Merciless has been playing really good football for the Packers. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean. 
if all four were able to be on the field at the same time or rotate in, that is an absolutely ferocious pass rush. If Zadarius Smith is even 75% of what he's been in his first couple seasons with the Packers. So I'm just really encouraged to hear that, Wags, because I, I agree. It sounds like the Packers are cautiously optimistic that Big Z could be back this season. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. I agree. And uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, how that transpires and, and what the potential timeline is. Uh, so I think they're going to continue to play their cards close to the vest on both of those injuries for the time being. So, um, Dane, the only other news, uh, you know, kind of minor, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, but took, uh, Packers Twitter by storm, uh, for sure <laughs> for the last couple of days. Uh, we didn't win the Odell sweepstakes. So, um, I know that you and I have talked and, uh, we were, you know, not super high or super low mm-hmm. on Odell either way. Uh, I, you know, personally, I think he would have helped us, but, um, I, I like the guys that we have. And, uh, frankly, I'm not sure. He's just not the same guy. Like he, uh, his catch, uh, percentage has, has gone down quite a bit, uh, over the years. And okay, Rogers is a better quarterback, uh, than Baker Mayfield is, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, gonna lose any sleep over it. Um, I don't think most Packer fans are. I think, you know, I, we tend to get excited anytime there's a, a big name out there and we're trying to, to add to the team. So I understand mm-hmm. the excitement that came out of it, but, um, not, not going to be too concerned about it. Um, did you have any, any thoughts on, on Odell and, um, you know, uh, how, how we're going to move forward with the guys that we have? It would have been cool. It would have been fine if he was in Green Bay. I, I wouldn't have been sitting here tonight. You know, saying, oh, you know, offense is totally different now. I think he maybe could have helped here and there with this offense, and he would have been an addition. There's no doubt about it. But I agree. I mean, I I think it's pretty unrealistic to think he's the guy who's, you know, doing these one-hand catches in the corner of the end zone like we saw five years ago. He isn't that guy anymore. Um, you said before we jumped on, I thought it was a really good point. Some of the players seemed pretty excited about the potential. So I think from that end, anybody said that like Odell would be a can- uh, like a, a locker room issue. I, I don't think so. This is a pretty strong locker room. I mean, let's be real. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, just on the offensive side, let alone some of these younger guys that have, you know, taken shape. Randall Cobb. I mean, come on. I, I don't think that Odell is going to, would be coming into that situation. Just like with the Rams, I don't think he's going to a situation with Matt Stafford where he's going to be a problem. I just don't. I don't think he's that guy, uh, as much as some people think he is, but, um, from a, a football perspective, I mean, he's taking away snaps from who? Maybe MVS, maybe, you know, Lazard's going to be out there probably regardless. They really like how he blocks downfield. So, I mean, yeah, they find ways to get him open. Would it have been cool? Sure. But um, if you ask me, would you prefer to have somebody like a Whitney Merciless, who we brought in a couple weeks ago, or Odell, I think Merciless fits this defense and fits what we're looking for from a player, you know, as much as anybody. And Goody's shown that he's not afraid to go get guys. This, this, uh, this season and then this off season and, and into the regular season. I know fans are like, do something, do something, but it's like, he's doing things. They had about four million to play with. And I think that Goody's done a really good job with this roster. And I wouldn't be surprised if he finds somebody else at some point this season. Yeah. And they made an offer. Uh, yeah. it sounds like the Rams offer and the Packers offer was essentially the same, better in minimum deals. I don't know if we've seen the details for sure. Um, he just chose to go to the Rams. Uh, Packers did everything they could. I, I know that there's always going to be 
uh, folks out there that kind of looking at the negative side and saying the Packers should have offered them more money. They should have done more. And it's not as simple as that, folks. There's, you know, there's salary cap ramifications. They're trying to extend guys here right now. And I mean, regardless of when, when that might be discussed or the timing of when that can happen, it's, it's more complicated than just throwing whatever money you have left at, at the next guy that's out there. So, uh, I have no issue with the way that the Packers handled it. So, um, all right. Well, moving on, let's move to the Seahawks. Yeah. Dane, um, let's start, I think with the Seahawks offense against our Packers defense uh, because it's 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 an interesting dynamic here with Russell Wilson coming back and we've seen a lot of him over the years so i think we know what we're getting into um they've got a talented uh set of receivers particular top two guys in uh DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and um they also have potentially Chris Carson coming back off of the IR. He uh, was cleared to practice starting Wednesday, uh, so unsure if he will be active on Sunday or not, uh, but uh, they're uh, potentially getting pretty healthy all at the same time here. So while uh, don't let the record of this Seahawks team fool you. Uh, this is a dangerous opponent that's coming in on Sunday. Super dangerous. Um, I think that the, the Packers' pass rush is going to be key in this game. Staying in their lanes, I, I think coaching staff today um, uh, during during the Packers during one of the the press conferences today was, was basically you know being fundamental. Take your spots, pick your spots to try to be aggressive to get Wilson because Wilson will kill you with his legs too. We've seen it time and again. You and I, Wag, saw him in person. Packers Seahawks playoff game a couple years ago at Lambeau Field where the Packers won. They looked like they were going away with it. And then Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things most of the second half. And it came down to the last minute or two. That's what he can do. He can score points in absolute bunches. He's got the weapons around him to do so. But I think it all starts and ends really with Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf is a nasty receiver, but he's only as good as the quarterback as you can get him the ball. And I, I really think that um, that's going to be the key this week is really trying to contain Russell Wilson um, and, and the Seahawks passing attack. If, if Wilson starts getting going and feeling comfortable, uh, we're, we might be in for a bit of a long day. But if the Packers can get him off his mark and just contain him from running around, he is, I expect him to be a little bit rusty after not playing for a few weeks. The offensive line, which historically has been pretty bad for the Seahawks, continues to be pretty bad for the Seahawks this year too. And I think that that's where the Packers need to capitalize, Wags. It just... Um, really trying to bring the heat on Russell Wilson and maybe instead of trying to make the hero sack, bringing him down for a, a loss of a couple, bringing him down just around the line of scrimmage and just corral him in or maybe force him to make mistakes here or there. I think that's what this Packers defense does best. They played really good football last week. I would love to see our defense build on it again this week. Um, and my question for you, who scares you the most on the Seahawks offense? You listed a ton of guys that are all really talented. Are there any guys that really, really stick out uh, at you other than Russell Wilson? Well, I, I mean, the receivers, I think. Tyler Lockett concerns me maybe even more than DK Metcalf just because mm. of his ability to stretch the field. And so, and, and Wilson, you know, even coming off an injury, uh, he's always had a really good and accurate deep ball. Uh, so that's something that I think we're going to have to be having our heads on a swivel, making sure that we don't 
we don't let let him get behind us because uh, that can break things open a little bit mm-hmm. and, and really uh, make it more difficult because now we've got to have our safeties playing a little bit deeper uh, to cover for that. And uh, the Seahawks, you know they're going to want to try to run the ball. Uh, in fact, with Russell coming back from injury, I think a lot of the attention is, you know, how he can help this offense. If I'm the Seahawks, I'm going to try to ease him back into it. And I'm not going to handcuff Russell Wilson by any mm-hmm. means, but I'm going to try to run the ball, especially in the first half. Be physical with the Packers up front. Um, this is a, a Packers defense that's really played well against the run most of this season. But I think if they can start winning some of the physical uh, battles up front, uh, and I'm talking about the Seahawks, uh, that's going to uh, set up some of their play action. Uh, that's going to set up some of the uh, uh, things that Russell likes to do, getting a, moving around, getting out of the pocket. And um, so uh, that's where this Seahawks offense can start to get pretty dangerous is when they get really multidimensional. Um, so um, if, if, if they're able to do that, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult um, for this Packers defense, no doubt about it. Um, so, uh, you're you're asking for one particular player. I don't really know when it comes to the run game uh, because is Chris Carson going to play? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it going to be Alex Collins? Um, you know, so who who's really getting the bulk of the work? I think it might probably be more by committee, even if Carson's there, uh, just because you're not going to have him come back from injury, get twenty twenty five carries. So, um, so we're going to have to be prepared uh, as much. For Russell Wilson, uh, is we're going to have to be pretty prepared uh, for the Seahawks' uh, rushing attack because that's still kind of their bread and butter um, is is to try to get that going, and they're going to want to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field too. Right. So uh, it, it kind of there's all kinds of reasons why uh, they're going to do everything they can uh, to get that run game established. Do you think that? Um... Packers line up certain cornerbacks with certain receivers. Uh, speaking of DK Metcalf and, and of Lockett, I mean, let's pretend Eric Stokes is going to play this week. Do you, do you expect for them to stick Stokes out on e- either Metcalf or Lockett, or do you think that they kind of just line them up uh, on either side and, you know, just kind of play them straight up, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, that's what they've got to do. That's what they do every week, right? Um, I mean, I don't know how you see it. I in theory, it seems like from a physical standpoint, Kevin King would be a better matchup for DK Metcalf and mm-hmm. uh, Stokes for Lockett. Um, I, but I don't know. I mean, if they're going to follow them around, um, I, I, I haven't really seen that from them this year. Seems like they just stay on their side of the field. But um, do you have any strong feelings about it one way or the other? No, I think they're going to rotate these guys in if they can. I think we're going to get a heavy dose of Razul Douglas again this week again. I think we're just going to kind of play play them there. And I think the Packers this week are really going to try to bring the heat against Russell Wilson. I, I, I do. I, I think that this is a week where we're going to see this Packers pass rush get after it. Russell's going to get you here and there, but I think the Packers are going to be banking on the fact that Wilson hasn't played in a few weeks here and uh, might not maybe make all of the throws right away the way maybe he had been if he'd been playing all season long. Um, so take advantage of it. Uh, be, be aggressive and maybe take a, a bit of a, a play out of the, uh, the Chiefs book from last week and bring some heat early and make him beat you and, and then keep bringing some heat until, until he can prove that he can. I really think that the Packers this week can be successful against this Seahawks offensive line. And, 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 and I don't say this often, but I think this Packers defense, 
Uh, this front seven can dominate the Seahawks offensive line. I like our front seven. They're playing the best football they've played in a couple of years right now. And, um, this is what, what, what better week than now to just get after it. And a big part of that will be if Kenny Clark's able to play. But as you mentioned earlier, it seems like he's trending in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned offensive line struggles. They, they have not given up a ton of sacks so far this year. So I will say that sometimes the total number doesn't really tell the whole story. Right. Um, so I agree. And Coach Barry's press conference today, he talked about how, uh, especially with a guy like Russell Wilson, uh, there's, there's six lanes, uh, in, in, in which to rush the passer. And Russell's really good at finding one of those two <laughs> open lanes and getting out of pressure. Uh, so it's just tantamount to be able to collapse the pocket around them, especially when you're rushing four. Um, and you, we said, we saw that a couple of years ago in the playoffs, and we've seen it a lot over the years with Russell Wilson. So I agree. Um, it is going to be interesting. We haven't seen Coach Barry necessarily dial up a lot of, you know, pressures situationally. He will. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see if your prediction's right on that. Uh, if we see some, some guys from the second and third level, Coming up and, and, uh, and rushing after Russell Wilson as well. Uh, it, sometimes it does help to be able to, uh, give him less options to maneuver and run around. So, um, Dane, if, if, if we, if I may, can we talk a little bit about, um, the Packers? Um, I think, uh, on the uh, second level, uh, we're talking, we've talked a lot about the defensive line and the pass mm-hmm. rush, uh, trying to slow down their run game. Talked about our our defensive backs. Um, what about Devondre Campbell and Chris Barnes? How can they be utilized to be disruptive against this Seahawks offense this week? Uh, do you see them uh, being mostly uh, pieces to get after the quarterback, um, really be disruptive against the run, or do you do you think that they are going to be involved in dropping back and trying to uh, do some things to disrupt? Rep this uh, Seahawks offense and coverage. You know, I, I get the sense after last week that with Chris Barnes, they were like, Chris, you've got one job. It's to stop this running game. Uh, it really felt like that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that again, whether it's Chris Carson or what Alex Collins or, or any of the other guys that they've got out there. They've got, uh, they're deep, you know, at running back. They've got guys that can, that can definitely play at the NFL level there. Um, so I, I expect Chris Barnes to be more of the, the run stuffer. Campbell has been playing at an all pro level. He can do whatever they're asking of him. Clearly he's done it all year. I, I think that I will say Wags that this week after a few weeks uh, of, uh, I would argue more talent at the tight end position. Um, somebody like a Gerald Everett and a Will Dizzy just don't concern me as much as, and I, I don't think I'm shocking the world as Travis Kelsey. And they're just not the same guy. Um, so I, I expect the Packers to be able to, um, you know, provide pretty good coverage there. But I, I think Campbell's going to be asked to do a little bit of everything. But I think the Packers' uh, first goal here is going to be to stop the run and make a, a Russell Wilson that's been on the shelf. Um, you know, sling the ball, test out that finger as much as possible, and just to see if he can shake that rust off. Um, but I think Chris Barnes is, is premier, uh, you know, top line can, for this defense can be a run stuffer for this defense. That's what he did last week. And they're going to ask him to build on that and let Campbell just do Campbell things. Campbell had his first sack a couple weeks ago. So it's not like they've really asked him to do as much of that. He may be dropping back into coverage again on third down. Packers will rely on that front seven. They'll rely on that 
that defensive line and those pass rushers to do some of that work, let Campbell drop back and just really blanket the tight end this week and maybe the running back as well out of the backfield. Yeah, and could we see a little bit more of Oren Burks against a guy like uh, Russell Wilson? Uh, He's been getting out there in more of the nickel packages and Chris Barnes is more of the base guy. So Mm -hmm. perhaps that's something that the Packers want to do is to get a little bit more speed out there. Uh, and I'm not going to say Oren Burks is going to be the Russell Wilson spy, but um, he's definitely someone that can uh, uh, probably uh, track a little bit more sideline to sideline. Has had some some pretty solid plays, in my opinion, the last couple of weeks. Um, so perhaps he gets a little bit more run this week as well. Is it fair to say that if we're seeing Chris Barnes in the first half and a lot of Oren Burks in the second half, we're doing okay? Because <laughs> that means that Wilson has to be dropping back and throwing the ball an awful lot. I like that notion, Dan. I, I, I like your thought process on that for sure. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on the defense against this Seahawks offense? You know, it's, it's just an interesting week, just like when we're going to flip over to the offensive side here on the Packers side, which is we've got unknowns. I, I don't know if Kenny's about going to be playing. Don't know about Stokes. Don't know uh, who their starting running back for the Seahawks is. But I think that we can talk about the knowns. And the knowns is just – dominating this offensive line. If the Packers can do Packers things on this defense, they've been very, very solid the last few weeks, really since the Seahawks game, or excuse me, uh, since the Saints game, they have been really good and they've built and gotten better and better. Coach Barry's defense has gotten better and better each week. Um, so, you know, in years past, I'd be going, uh-oh, Wilson's coming to town. Right now, I'm kind of whispering, uh-oh, Wilson's coming to town. But this defense has proven that they can take on premier quarterback talent and make them look less than premier. They did it with Mahomes last week. I want to see him do it again this week against Russell Wilson. Yeah, and facing Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes back-to-back weeks is Shoot. pretty yeah. good training for uh, getting ready for Russell Wilson as well. Um, all really very, very good elite quarterbacks. Um, kind of similar in, in that they are not necessarily like scramblers as quarterbacks, but they're just, you know, elite talent. They can throw the football all over the field from all angles. Um, so I think, uh, this defense should be ready, uh, for everything that Russell Wilson likes to do. Um, so Dane, let's, uh, take a break, uh, to talk about our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, DraftKings does have a special promotion that they're running for us currently um, using our promo code TPPN. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $1 on either team to score. Uh, and uh, if either team does score, uh, you get $100 in free bets. Um, so, Dane, uh, it's Thursday. So I do have to ask, since your wife, Andrea, has been taking advantage of the daily fantasy and DraftKings, uh, does she have any good picks for us and our listeners this week for who we should go after and insert into our daily fantasy lineups? Yeah, listen, Wag. So she had never used the DraftKings app until this sponsorship came to be, and you know she she did she did her thing, and since then she's been winning. She's been winning pretty consistently. Last week, bit of a down week for her, a bit of a down week for the Packers offensively at least. So I think this week she's looking to bounce back. I don't think she has anybody going tonight. Uh, Baltimore and Miami, I believe, are playing. But this Sunday, she is just like all of us Packer fans out there. She's going, is Aaron going to play? 
If Aaron's going to play, I think I might play Mer- uh, MBS. Maybe Mercedes Lewis this week. He's due for a touchdown, right? He'll be cheap on DraftKings. So uh, I think right now she's kind of toying with a couple ideas contingent on if Aaron's going to go. Uh, I, so we'll find out from there. And uh, I know after... Um, when we do our review of the Packers Seahawks game, I'll give you all the updates, but, um, she plays these picks pretty close to the vest, but, um, she used the promo code TPPN and she signed up for DraftKings Sportbook and she's been making money wags. All right. So there you have it. A couple of value picks from the Packers, uh, from, uh, Andrea Barisi. So thanks very much for that. And, uh, folks, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so Dane, now talking about the Packers offense, yeah. I I don't know about you, but I don't want to do a preview um, predicated on, well, if Aaron Rodgers plays, they might do this. If Jordan right. Love plays, they might do that. Um, let's just go ahead and assume it's going to be Aaron Rodgers out mm-hmm. there. We can talk a little bit maybe about uh, that uh, specifically, the scenario of Love playing, but I don't want to do a whole offensive breakdown based on both scenarios. Uh, so uh, you're looking at this Seahawks defense. I know that um, they have been down a little bit this year. They're actually giving up almost uh, one of the last teams in the NFL in terms of yardage, but they've been pretty good situationally, uh, yeah. third down defense and red zone defense. So, and those are areas where this Packer offense has not been bad, but not as good as they were last year. So, um, I ask you, uh, what do you think is the biggest key for the Packers offense this week, uh, in, in terms of getting things going and, uh, putting, putting some points up on the board? Yeah, you know what, Wags? Seahawks just haven't been very opportunistic on defense, which is kind of the opposite of what this Packers defense does when they're at their best. Um, you know, the, the pass rush hasn't quite been there for them this year the way that they'd hoped, I think, that it would be. Um, their DBs have been getting a little bit better, I would say, as the season has worn on. Uh, but like Jamal Adams, he's the highest paid safety, I think, in football, uh, in the history of football. Uh, he had almost 10 sacks last year. Doesn't have that this year. He just doesn't have that output. But what I have noticed, it sounds like um, DJ Reed, they're starting outside corner. They moved him back to the right side. And he's been playing a lot better. Trey Brown, their rookie DB, has been pretty good as well. So all of that to say, Wags, I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't care if it's Jordan Love. We need to run the football. We need to stick to running the football this week. I think we can be very, very um, – um, I, I think that we can be um, successful in, in running the football against this um, this this Seahawks team. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned the, the this uh, the safety for them, Adams. He he can make big splash plays, but he can also be like overly aggressive at times. We've seen Derrick Henry earlier this season. Um, he just you know blew him up a couple times. Adams takes bad angles at times. So as good as he can be. Um, I think that, you know, he, he gets a lot of tackles. He racks up a lot of stats. 
but they play him around the line of scrimmage. That's when he's at his best. But he's also really susceptible if the run game gets going, if the quarterback's able to do some play-action passes against him. He can get beat over the top. He loses the ball, tracking that ball in the air. So run the ball, Wags. I don't care if it's A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones or a combination of both. I think at times my biggest criticism, I don't have a lot of criticisms for Matt LaFleur or, or, uh, or Hackett, with how they call plays. I really liked this Packers offense, but I would say at times I would like to see the Packers just run the ball a little bit more. I think it'll open things up. And this week is a great week. You're at home, quiet field. You know, I expect the fans to be quiet uh, when the Packers are on offense. And I want to see Aaron Jones have a signature Aaron Jones game. I don't know how else to put it. I think the Packers need to lean on this run game. And again, I don't care if it's Rodgers or Love. Run the ball. Yeah, I couldn't agree more and I think they've been pretty balanced it's just sometimes that situational offense hasn't been where you've seen that so mm-hmm. when they've gotten down into the red zone that's where I feel like they probably could could run the ball more than what they have at times and I know that they try to not be predictable and, and in some ways I wonder if some of their early season I don't say struggles but not quite as sharp uh, as they were last year in the red zone, has led them to be almost a little bit overly creative at mm-hmm. times uh, when they get down there. And I think we've seen that a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Once against Arizona, we were able to get the win. Uh, and then last week uh, against the Chiefs, where I think we mentioned in our, our recap, uh, we got down to the 25-30 yard line a couple of times. And in a vacuum, calling a pass on first down isn't a bad thing. I I actually like passing mm-hmm. at first down more often than not, but it just felt like in those situations against in that particular game, handing the ball off to Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon would have been the better thing to do, uh, particularly with Jordan Love making his first start. Uh, but I agree, regardless of whether it's Aaron Rodgers back in the game or if Jordan Love under center, uh, I think uh, uh, we need to find that right balance. And that's something that, uh, honestly, even before Coach LaFleur, this has been a Packer offense under Aaron Rodgers that has seemed to struggle at times with what's the right amount of running versus passing. And it shouldn't be, it's not like it's a one-size-fits-all answer. Mm -hmm. It does depend on your opponent. But um, Aaron, as much as any quarterback in this league, is a rhythm guy. Um, so it's hard to take the ball out of his hand and, and run the ball. I do, I understand that. But, um, just like we talked about the Seahawks wanting to lead on their running game, uh, to open things up, I think, uh, this, this is a week, especially with, um, Aaron Rodgers not getting any practice time. Right. Uh, or if it's Jordan Love, let's, let's lean on those guys, like you said. Let them get the offense going, and then that'll open things up and make things a lot easier. Um, not that Aaron needs it to make it easier for him, but I'm just saying with limited opportunity to get out on the field this week, uh, I think that's the best way to go is, is let's get some shorter down and distance situations. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, third and five. I'd much rather have that than third and nine. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I couldn't agree more. I think one thing that's, I ask you, Dane, is even within the run game, how do we keep the balance with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon? Because I would argue A.J. Dillon has been the more effective runner the last couple of weeks. I don't think that's been true the whole season, um, and I'm not suggesting 
that they should take the ball away from Aaron Jones. Right. However, it does seem like they've even had a hard time at times finding that balance to how many touches should each of these guys be getting. And maybe it's as simple as they both need to get more touches, kind of what you're saying. But what do you think about that? Because we've seen more of them being on the field at the same time in certain packages. And I think uh, that's one thing that they can continue to do to get them involved both in the run and the pass game. Um, but uh, what, are your, what is your mindset on that? Because um, I, I like to get, honestly, the way A.J. Dillon's been going, yeah. I think he needs to get close to 15 touches um, uh, and, and ride him a little bit more uh, r- rather than the, you know, uh, seven to eight uh, carries that he's been getting in some of these games. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, is it too simplistic for me to just say ride the hot hand a little bit? I mean, AJ Dillon's played good football. He's put the ball on the ground a couple times, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, and that was rough. But clearly the Packers trust him. He was right back out on the field these last few weeks and has been remarkably productive, I think. I mean, Legs, he's been averaging over five yards a carry, I think, the last few weeks. Aaron Jones slightly below that. So um I, I would agree. I think that any way we can get – the ball in, in AJ's hands just slightly more. I'll take 12 touches a game, you know, just another four or five carries would be, um, I think really helpful for what this offense is doing. And then potentially being a little bit more creative with Aaron Jones out of the backfield, catching the ball, finding ways to manufacture getting the ball into his hands. The Packers do a very good job of that with Devontae Adams. They find ways to be like, all right, Devontae, run half a yard route. We're going to get you the ball and then just do you. Um, I'd like to maybe see them do that a little bit more with Aaron Jones as well. For a guy his size, for a guy any size, he's really, really um, prolific at falling forward. You don't see him taking a lot of carries for a loss. He seems to be one of those guys that just kind of always gets that extra half yard, extra yard. He's got a lot of wiggle with him as well. Um, and I, I think Aaron Jones has been fantastic this season for the Packers. But I would like to see them maybe utilize both of these backs just slightly more. Um, it just, you know, if we're not going to be, obviously Devontae's the, the number one receiver, but with Tunyon down, um, I would say week to week, you know, MVS has been on IR. He was back last week. Lazard, you know, here or there, Cobb here or there. But really, I think this offense can can really flow through Devontae, but also out of the backfield, Aaron Jones can become a primary weapon catching the ball. Um, I don't care how Aaron Jones gets the ball in his hands, but I think that making sure that we're making a concentrated effort to get him the ball a couple extra times, and then A.J. Dillon running between the tackles. And, and this week in particular, I don't want side to side. I think we can run right through the heart of this Seattle Seahawks defense. I really do. Um, their, their defensive line doesn't concern me as much as some of these other defensive lines, even with some of the struggles in the guard play for the Packers wags. I like this to be a week that AJ Dillon can carry that ball an extra four or five times and just punish the Seahawks defense. Yeah. Now that all being said, and this isn't, you know, an either or thing, but could this also be a week where the Packers take a few more shots vertically because that hasn't been part of the offense the last yeah. couple of weeks for good reason, perhaps. I was actually a little bit disappointed that they didn't take a couple of shots with Jordan Love last week. Uh, he had his full complement of receivers, so I didn't quite understand that. I understand the protection wasn't wonderful, but I felt like early in the game would have been some opportunities to do that. And by not doing that, we saw the Chiefs take a lot more gambles and uh, and uh, really send a lot of guys. And Packers chose not to to try to make them pay for that. So um, I think 
we've got MVS back in the lineup, and he's not the only vertical threat here. Um, so is that something that the Packers could get back into this offense? Because uh, it it's not been something that we've seen really much success with all year, uh, even with Rodgers. Uh, we've connected on a couple of throws, but his deep ball has been a little bit off yeah. all season. Um, so is this a week where we might take a couple more shots uh, and try to get the vertical pass game opened up a little bit as well? I'd love to see it this week, especially against the this, this Seahawks defensive backs. that they've, they've, As I said, they've gotten better, but I think that they're still susceptible to the big throw. I just I think Adams, uh, although listed as a safety, kind of plays a little bit of linebacker for them too. They play him up so close to the line of scrimmage. Um, I see him biting, especially if the Packers get that run game going a little bit more uh, on the play action. Of course, running game always opens up the pass, but I think this week against this matchup, this team, um, we could exploit these DBs uh, of Seattle. And I, and I could see MVS having a nice game back. Um, Wags, question for you though. If Aaron Rodgers is able to play, um, how big of a deal do you make him not practicing all week from a timing perspective? Do you think that that would be a huge red flag, a small red flag, or no red flag at all? If he does play. If he's um, able to play, yeah, just from a not play. practicing Sorry, I, this I, miss, week. Yeah. I misheard you. My yeah. apologies. Um, Early on, maybe. I don't know. Who the heck knows? I mean, uh, sometimes it's just, you know, conditions, whatever. Um, it's These guys, they'll have it one game. They don't the next. I think Aaron's fine. Obviously, he's gotten mm. plenty of reps. Uh, it's midseason. It's not, you know, the second game of the year. Um, he missed one game. It's not like he missed four weeks because of injury. So I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. But, yeah, it could be a factor. Um no doubt. I, I mean, it's it's a repetition thing. So he hasn't been on the field for ten days. It you know, especially early, maybe he he's off. Um, on the other hand, uh, I'm not a golfer, but I've been told that, or I used I used to be, but not a very good one. Sometimes your first round of the year would be your best one. So uh, you know, maybe sometimes it's just. You go out there and, and he could just be zoned right in. Who the heck knows? Yeah. So uh, I think we'll just have to wait till Sunday to see how that shakes out for sure. Do you um, think the weather plays a factor? It's the first cold game of the year. It's going to be about 36 degrees. I was just looking uh, as of right now around kickoff time. And, you know, sun's going to go down. They'll be playing under the lights by the time that game's over, probably most of the second half. Um, do you think that impacts anything, uh, even from like a throwing the ball thing at all? Or am I just talking right now? Uh, no, I mean, this has been an ongoing discussion between us. Uh, 36 <laughs> degrees, I don't think it's cold enough. And, uh, with these two quarterbacks, I don't yeah. think it matters. Um, there's, there, there's other guys that I think we, we get legit talk about the weather being a factor. Um, Seahawks have played plenty in yeah. Green Bay over the years. So sadly, no, I don't see that being a, a factor that would be to the Packers advantage this week. Um, if it gets down into the the teens or the twenties, uh, one of these weeks, then then we can talk. Good, good. See, I, I have to ask every week. I think going forward, once we hit about freezing wags, it's a point of discussion. It I depends think. on the other team's quarterback, man. <laughs> like if Dante Culpepper comes out of retirement with his small hands, little hands, and he, yeah, and he's trying to grip the football, then then we'll talk uh, for sure. <laughs> Um, well, any, anything else, anybody on the Seahawks defense, anything you think that they could do against this Packers team or, you know, just kind of curious if anything else is sticking out to you? No, I mean, I think the headliner still, you, 
you mentioned um, um, uh, uh, Adams, but I think Bobby Wagner is still like the heart and soul of this mm-hmm. this uh, defense for the Seahawks, uh, middle linebacker. And, uh, you know, he's someone that can be disruptive uh, both in the run and the pass game. Uh, so you you kind of just have to be aware of where he's at, particularly in the pass game, because he, he's really good at getting depth and uh, sneaking underneath routes. Um, the uh, you, to your point, this Seahawks team is is third to last in total sacks as a defense so far this year. Uh, they only have three interceptions as a defense so far this year. So this is not the week to start gifting uh, takeaways to the opposing defense because uh, they haven't been good at that all season. Um, so let's just take care of the football, and I think that makes the Seahawks defense's job a lot harder. They've been. You know, this isn't the Legion of Boom anymore, no, folks. I, 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 let's let's be real. Um, there's no there's no reason to be scared of this defense one iota. Um, I have uh, a lot more concern about the Seahawks' offensive weapons than their defensive weapons. Um, so let's just go out there and put up some points, and hopefully it'll be enough to get out of there with a the win. I love it, Wags. So is it time for us to start talking about uh, about our um, our, our X factors, X factors yeah. of the week here. It's yeah. X factors. So those of you listening along, uh, go ahead, put your X factors both on the offensive, and defensive side of the ball. Your score predictions in the chat. Uh, so we're gonna cue these up. Dane, I'm gonna let you lead it off. Who do you have as an X factor for the Packers on the offensive side of the ball this week? That's a good question, Wags. It's something I've actually been thinking about a little bit. And, you know, there, there's a lot of options, but I'm going to go with the old veteran Randall Cobb. Uh, I, I feel like Randy's due for a, another one of those games. We, you know, I think every year with him going forward, you know, we're going to get bunch games. And I think this feels like a bunch game performance, uh, especially if Aaron's able to come back in. I think Randall Cobb gets a touchdown this week. Heck, maybe he gets a couple of them and, and just plays good football. Uh, I think the Seahawks are going to do everything they can against Devontae Adams to stop him with, with maybe not very good success, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the Packers run game gets going, but Randall Cobb is going to be that other guy that they just have no answer for. Um, and he's going to come up big with a, a chain mover early. And I think he gets a touchdown at some point in the game. All right. I like the pick. I'm going to go. Uh, it, the, not the opposite direction, but I'm going to stick in the receiver room. And uh, MVS came back last week, was able to shake off some of the rust. We're talking about getting the vertical game. Uh, he is the guy I think that they can get going on that. So I just feel like, okay, he's due. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's we're going to hit him deep uh, at least once this week. And uh, I think that he can have an impact play or two uh, to really take the top off of this Seahawks defense. So my X factor this week is going to be MVS. Uh, and I'm hoping he can take it all the way to the house. Uh, Cause I'd love to see a, a quick strike uh, deep downfield from whomever is hurling him the football. Wags, who needs Odell Beckham Jr. when you've got MVS? Let's be real, man. He's going to score a touchdown. I love it. I think it's a great pick. He's due for one off the IR. It's a really good selection. Um, defensively, who you got as your X factor this week? I'm curious. <laughs> um, so I've been thinking about this, and I just feel like it has to be someone from either our defensive line or our edge edge rushers just mm-hmm. because of all the things Russell Wilson does. If we are able to not only contain him, but get him under pressure and um, make him, force him into uh, being uncomfortable, uh, making some throws, and, and potentially uh, getting some turnovers, mm-hmm. I think it's going to start with 
someone or a combination of those big guys up front. Um, so you named him earlier. I'm going to go with Preston Smith. Uh, right. I think he's due for a big week. We've been seeing it. Rashawn Gary has been highly consistent every week. Um, Preston Smith has had a pretty decent season, got dinged up a couple weeks ago. Um, been, been playing pretty well for the most part. Uh, but I think he's due for a big impact game this week. So I'm going to go with uh, Preston Smith, um, hoping he can get a sack, maybe force a fumble, uh, whatever. But I, I, I am going to go with, with Preston, uh, as a defensive X factor this week. Great pick, man. And he's been playing really good football. Uh, so I, I think that's an awesome selection. Um, I'm going to go with the guy who's been maligned by the fan base, who's been injured for a lot of this season. A guy who last week almost had an interception, who this week is going to have an interception. Kevin King, ladies and gentlemen, is my X factor this week. I think that Kevin um, has been playing pretty good football in the games that he's played this year. Russell Wilson's going to get that pressure, probably from Preston Smith at times, certainly from Rashawn Gary as well. And he's going to make a mistake, and Kevin's going to make him pay. He's going to get that pick. Um, a little bit of redemption for Kevin King uh, is going to continue. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to get a pick. He's going to be strong in run support this week. X-Factor for me, Wags, Kevin King, back. All right. Well, I, I don't disagree with anything you said about his play last week, but still a pretty brave selection. Uh, you might have a lot of Packer fans turning on you after that one, uh, but uh, they'll be right back in your corner if you if you uh, prove prophetic and, and Kevin King is the defensive X-Factor this week. No doubt about that. So, all right, score prediction time. I don't know. If it's your turn to lead off, I think it is. I, I think we I let off last week, so I'm going to let you take the floor on this one. Uh, it's going to be a game like we're used to seeing with the Seahawks, um, I, but I think it's going to be a quick game uh, because both teams are going to try to run the ball. I think the Packers are going to have more success running the ball than the Seahawks are, and Russell's going to have to come back like we've seen him do and try to mount a comeback late in the, in the game. Um, it's going to get close. But the Packers are going to win this thing. I think the Packers end up winning 27 to 20. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a close game where the defense might have to make a stop at the end. Uh, I don't see the Packers playing from behind, maybe early, you know, like three nothing type deal, seven nothing. But I think Packers control the game as the flow continues. They run the ball. They try to keep Russell Wilson off the field as much as humanly possible. I think Rodgers is back. I think Rodgers gets the Seahawks on a couple hard counts back at home, is able to exploit them that way as well. Wilson has a chance maybe to try him, but this Packer defense is just too good, too hot. Wilson's not able to do it. So my prediction, 27-20. to 20. Seahawks kick a couple field goals. Field goals don't do it uh, at Green Bay at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. 27-20 Packers. All right. Yeah, I think it's going to be close most of the game. I see the um, both offenses uh, getting started a little bit slowly. I think uh, this Packer defense will continue to play really well, particularly in the first half. Um, I do have the offense getting going a little bit in the second half, and I think the Packers are going to get a, a force of turnover or two uh, from this Seahawks offense. Break it open. I think they're going to be up a couple of scores, actually, um, by the middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, and then it's going to be close, though, still, because Russell will come in with a couple gar garbage scores. Yeah. Um, they'll be kicking an onside kick at the end, and we'll, no! we'll all be nervous. No! <laughs> I know, but the Packers will recover this one. Don't worry about Good. it, Dane. Uh, I got us winning 31-27 uh, mm. in a game that 
Score looks close. Technically, it's close, but I think the Packers actually pull away a little bit in the second half, and it's just Russell Wilson uh, kind of getting some garbage points at the end of the game um, to to keep it within striking distance. I'd be ecstatic with with the, that Wags. I'd be ecstatic with a win. However, we're able to get one. Uh, judging by how you know, you never know how the second half ends uh, of the season. But the NFC North right now, the Packers have a stranglehold on it as we speak. Um, and I would really like to keep piling these wins up, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But uh, if we can take care of business with a few more wins here, I think it, it eases a little bit of pressure, at least on the division end of things. So, you know, but but I'm going to say that every week. I want to see the Packers win. But it would be really nice to get some home cooking after a, a tough loss last week at home against Russell Wilson. It's always fun to beat the Seattle Seahawks, Wags. Yeah, let's, you know, let's. Let's kick them back down a little bit, is, is yeah. my feeling. Um, I'd love to, to kind of keep them down, uh, so to say. They're, they're, they're feeling probably better about themselves than they should, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's okay. Whatever. Um, this is an opportunity to go three and oh against the NFC West as well, by the way. Uh, who most folks consider to be the best division in football coming into the season. Not really sure that's, that's boring itself out so much. Um, and uh, so that'd be kind of cool because uh, we're yeah. going to have the Rams coming town in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, so uh, if if we can go three and now got a chance to go four and zero against this vaunted NFC West, um, if if we can take care of business. So um, yeah, Dane, any other closing thoughts on this game or kind of how the Packers are shaping up uh, as a whole? No, I mean I, I liked the direction of this team. I, I don't I can't remember the last time I felt so good after a loss as I did against the Chiefs last week because the defense just looks so good. So um, you know, build it on the defensive side, get better offensively, whether it's Aaron or Jordan Love. Let's just, you know, run the ball, play good football, and I think we can come out with a win this week, Wags. Yeah, um I do think I will acknowledge that, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers is not able to play, um I don't think uh my score prediction will be quite the same. I still think the Packers can win. I, I think it'll change kind of the dynamics of the game a little bit because uh, then we, you know, definitely I think we'll try to run the ball even more so than than what we would uh, if if Aaron Rodgers is in there. So um, so that that might become a little bit more of a defensive uh, battle uh, for three or four quarters if that's the case. Um, than, than it would be if, if Rodgers is able to go. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on it. I think at this point, it seems like the Packers are pretty confident that he's going to be able to play. So until I hear otherwise, I, I don't see any reason to expect yeah. that he won't be out there. I agree. I agree. Wags. Um, folks can find us on iTunes and Spotify. We're recording this live on Thursday evening, uh, always 7.30 p.m. Central Time before a Sunday football game. We do this on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find us the next day on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Awesome. So thanks so much for listening. And as always, be legendary and go Pack Go. Pack go. I know we're going to go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will say.